Hey, so yeah. let's start this off with uh, you letting everybody know who you are and the restaurants that you own. Uh, so my name's uh, Matthew Kelly. Um, I'm the chef and owner of Bon Rouge in uh, Durham, North Carolina. Uh, in addition to St. James, Mothers and Sons, Lucky's Deli, and Matteo Tapas, uh, all in uh, Durham, North Carolina. And that's a lot of responsibility right now, huh? I, I feel like it's a lot of responsibility and I'm very humbled uh, um, that I'm able to participate uh, in that responsibility. This, however, is pretty unprecedented and, um, you know, just working on, on the best way to make the right decisions or the best decisions at the time, uh, you know, for the, for the people that uh, you're in charge of, uh, the business entities that you operate, your family, uh, and your community. Yeah, I get it. So you're hanging in there okay? Yeah. I mean, you know, I have an ebb and flow. Sometimes it's great. Uh, you know, the highs are really high and the lows are really low. Uh, you know, my particular situation, to our last Sunday, we furloughed 120 uh, really brave and awesome uh, team members off for an unknown amount of time. And I can tell you that is a weight that is, I don't know if it's, if it's ever going to be lifted off my shoulders or my chest. Um, yeah, I know that's a, that's it's a, our employees is the hardest part right now. I know that's true. So Matt, how did you take the news once you realized this is going to affect your company employees? You know, I, when I, first got the news um I, you know for me when i first got the news it was when it was in china and that's right. when we wanted to prepare it, it wasn't um you know I, I don't look at necessarily um just other colleagues in the government to tell me like what to do and how to you know run our team and run our businesses right. uh you know, being in, in uh, 2008, uh, seeing SARS, you know, working and, and through 9-11, re I realized working in uh, independently owned restaurants that you got you to gotta hunker down and you got to make some tight decisions. And um, the first thing I looked at, especially at you know, the gas explosion at, um, with St. James, was looking into our insurance policy. Right. So... I contact I contacted our agent, and you know I think uh, I, I'm going to speak for you, Tom. But I think we all got a very similar letter from our insurance agents, and uh, you know our policy, you know, is written as we have a Cadillac policy, uh, but the communicable disease part is 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 not part of the policy for us. Uh, like like many 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 and most policies after uh, SARS um, happened. Um, so I followed up, is there an additional product we can purchase? And there were no additional products we could purchase with our, our policy. So then you just hope that it affects your business as little as possible because that's what I, at the time, that, that's what I could do to protect our business and our teams. Uh, without that being there, it was pretty much a wait, a waiting game to see how bad it, it's going to get. And uh, I, I, you know, I'm saying this in a positive outlook. 
we still don't know how bad it's going to be for restaurants. Right. Yeah, we know. So what were, so besides that, when this, you know, when it really hit big and was an eye opener for everybody that may have not been paying attention to it before. Sure. I always call on that Wednesday. What moves did you make then? What were your, what was your uh, immediate reaction at that point? Yeah. I mean, I, I was prepared. We had, I mean, we had, I knew we were going to have to lay off a bunch of, I mean, our team, our entire team, because we're not going to be able to afford um, to, you know, handle the type of debt that payroll, uh, which is your biggest exposure uh, in operating. And we knew that. And I knew that two weeks before I had to make that decision, looking and evaluating how we were going to move forward. And that was it was this inevitable, inevitable uh, step that, you know, when you see your restaurant really busy and you're wondering if you're exposing your team to something um, that could be harmful, I really didn't feel comfortable being open. And right. um, I think, you know, my, one of my jobs, one of our jobs and responsibilities is to protect your team protect your community and uh, I knew it was inevitable and it felt horrible sitting next to people and working that this was going to happen right yeah yeah all these decisions have been horrible <laughs> but um so so saying that how have you been adjusting this things we get on I imagine you've been following the news like the rest of us as closely as possible um what have you what have you put in place or how have you adjusted your initial reaction or what things popped up that you didn't think of right off the bat that you needed to do? Uh, things, you know, I, I, I think I'm, I'm still in that, I'm still in that early stage, you know, you shut down and it's a waiting game. You look for, you know, good legislation to be passed. Uh, you look how you can contribute to passing good and smart legislation. You, you know, think about how you can help your team and your community at a time like this. Uh, and really, you know, at, at this point, the best way to help is uh, to sit there and be by a phone if someone calls and they need something. Um, right. But in terms of reaching out, um, you know, being physically present, you know, I think the, the best thing right now is for all of us to, uh, know that we we have each other's back and um, we're really looking forward to reopening in terms of like doing gift cards and so forth um, trying to raise money in different capacities um, you know our the our outlook has really been hunkering down save cash and capital on reopening and rehire the team get the gang back together and see what kind of progress we can make once those decisions are made and we're allowed to move forward. Um, you know, in terms of uh, outlets uh, for employees to get grants, you know, we, we try to send our team as much information as we get uh, so they can apply um, any jobs. Uh, you know, we had counterculture reach out to us. And we had a couple employees uh, hang out at Counterculture, and uh, 
work with them. Bland Landscaping reached out. Um, I'm thinking about <laughs> doing something at Bland Landscaping for the uh, time being. Yeah. Um, so so that's, I, it, it, that's great. That's great, Steph. I mean, that's really what I'm trying to do here is be here for everybody and keep the lines of communication open. Tell them, let them know what I'm thinking, what I'm seeing, how to react. So that kind of leads me to my next one. How's your mental health right now? Um, you know, I think my mental health is, it's good. You know, it's good. Uh, I'm comfortable with it. Uh, you know, I'm comfortable with my mental health. I'm not necessarily comfortable in the situation I, I am, but you have to be comfortable. You have to learn how to be uncomfortable. You have to, excuse me, you have to learn how to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Very true. Like, not ha Man. having discomfort is not there's a lot worse things and there's people out there you know that have to deal with you know challenges all the time and uh you know i look at those people as inspiration um to move forward and recognize that you know we're not we're not alone uh, people have challenges all the time this challenge is definitely unprecedented and you know, what, I, what I'm concerned about is not my mental health per se, but definitely the mental health of my employees and the and people on the team that are a little more vulnerable than the rest of us. Uh, and, you know, I think it's important to hold strong and have consistent messaging for them and let them know that we're there for them. Because uh, their, you know, their mental wellness is... is um, at a time like this can be a little bit more challenging. Right. It seems like you've, you know, the moves you made have been very, sounds like a strong leader. And I think that's what's really important right now. For me, I know I've had my share of mental, mental issues, but I'm stepping up to the plate naturally now, just as I know I have to. I don't know, a lot of people yeah. are looking up to us right now to keep us in line. So, and I'm hearing that from other people who own companies as well. Hey, I don't really have time to fuck up right now. It's time to like yeah. be on your A game. So yeah, I, what's, the ebb and flow though is real, Tom. Yeah. The ebb and flow is real. You know, like mm -hmm. like you 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 know not to say I, you know I hope I didn't sound like I was impervious to anything. It was definitely you know I have my yeah. vulnerabilities, and that ebb and flow is definitely real. And when I talk to other colleagues, you know, it's when you find a moment a moment to to just to settle down and relax. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know about you, but I have just like layers of guilt. Maybe it's that Catholic guilt that I grew up with, but the guilt. I grew up with that too, man. I grew up Catholic is, as well. Uh, is definitely the glaze on a donut right now. It <laughs> is, it is there. I think, you know, there's a, for me, you know, I, I've gotten caught up in my ego in the past and still doing that and, you know, spent money irresponsibly of myself. Maybe I could have set up a bigger nest egg that would have got people through it, but I'm, it's not really the time to, for me to look back at that stuff. It's the time for me to react to what's in front of me. And so far that seems to bring at least the best out of me, but man, I, I meditate and I pray and I do daily affirmations. I do all these daily things to kind of keep me in a positive light through the day, but. You're right. Evan flows there, man. Yeah, you know, I woke up in a cold sweat there. the other night. <laughs> oh, cold sweat the other night. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, so, those are 
I'm usually a good sleeper too. And that the cold sweat thing is a new, uh, <laughs> a new, uh, yeah, a new challenge, a new trail that uh, I that exists. So, what's the most important thing to you right now? I mean, I mean, I mean, my family. That's yeah. um, my family. Making sure they stay safe and healthy. Um, and uh, my extended family, the teens, making sure they stay uh, safe and healthy. And, you know, making consistent decisions, making level-headed, common-sense decisions that uh, will allow us to come through the other side uh, in, a, in, a, in a strong position. You know, it's... I, I, there's, I don't like, it's hard to embellish that. I just want to keep really level headed and make smart decisions and get back to what we, what we do. And, you know, if we have to adapt and look at concepts differently, um, then we're prepared to do that. And uh, the team is willing to listen and put in the input and make sure uh, we're all set up for success. How are you interpreting the stimulus package? You looking into it to see how it's going to affect your staff and what can happen, and how do you see it playing out for us restaurant people? I think passing the stimulus package is very important. Uh, <laughs> you know, as someone who has five restaurants and about 130 uh, players in in those uh, five different individual businesses, you know, I, I hope it it benefits uh, the team. I hope it benefits the business. Uh, I'm hoping the access of cash will be quick to the ones that need it. I hope people don't take advantage of the stimulus package in any capacity. Um, I hope that businesses are able to get the cash that they need when they need it, not with stipulations. You know, one thing that I've seen is uh, it has to do with about hiring employees uh, and keeping employees on payroll. And, you know, breezing over it this morning, we all want our teams together. But without being able to open, we cannot create revenue to pay such teams. Uh, and, you know, whether the government wants people off uh, unemployment or not, and us assume paying them that balance and how long this is going to last and how that weaves um that, that seems like a challenge for for an operator i don't know when this is going to be over i don't know when we're going to be able to reopen um i don't know when we might be able to have permission to reopen but is are things going to be normalized are we going to have uh ventilators are we going to have the right equipment in place to take care of to take care of the communities so people don't fear going out to eat and having uh, regularity in, the, in their daily life. Because uh, that's when restaurants are going to need to reopen. Uh, right. And not just, me. you know, when someone says, okay, um, right. it's, it's, it's safe now. Well, it, okay, we'll see. So that leads me into this next question. Is like, how do you see the future of the business moving forward? I think there's, <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of change. Um, you know, I, I hope people see uh, gratitude 
uh, in what they do and uh, the privilege that we have uh, for those who love their job. Um, I know for myself, I, I don't take my job for granted. Uh, it's, you know, one of the great joys of my life. Um, I, but I think businesses are going to have to be adaptable. Um, and what's on the other side, I, I think it's all how, what's, what's going to define that is how normalcy in our daily routines and our weekly and monthly routines, how that comes back is really going to define how restaurants are going to have to adapt. I, I don't know if there is a, uh, you know, a crystal ball right now that says what restaurants are going to have to be in three months, because when your guest comes back, they're going to have the expectations of what you've delivered. I mean, for my properties, we've been, you know, I've got a restaurant that's been open for 20 years. Uh, people have their expectations and those expecta expectations are deeply rooted in getting the same thing they've gotten for 20 years. Um, so we want to create that comfort by keeping a lot of what we do the same and, um, you know, delivering our product the way we have over a period of time. And we'll, we'll see if, if that, if that works. So a combination between that and being nimble to where we have to go financially and there's somewhere in there yeah. without compromising our integrity and still doing what we got into this business to do, which is to cover. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Tom, I, I think the probably the key word you just said is we're going to have to be nimble. Yeah. Like adaptability, like you always have to be adaptable. I mean, you're going to have to look at your your adaptability a little bit more at this point, but you're going to have to be nimble. You're going to have to be quick. And, uh, you you know, you really your decisions are going to be the uh, the lifeblood of your uh, of your business. Well, it sounds like you were. You know, you looking at this, even when it was just going on in China, shows your ability to, to be looking at stuff and be able to adapt quickly. And you knew the lessons, just like I did from 2009, that, you know, if you were going to have to close, you had to cut your staff really quick just to survive, to have a job when it's all over. You know, that's yeah. part of being nimble. And a lot of people kind of wait. I waited too long one time. So this is all great stuff. I think it's really helpful to get out to other business owners to your employees and to your customers as well, so they know what you're thinking about. So I wanna kind of finish this up with one last thing, and that's what message would you like to leave to your employees, customers, and other business owners? Oh, man, it, the message I'd like to leave for, uh, you know, my family, <laughs> my community, uh, the guests, my teams, is we, we can't wait to get back together and serve the community. We're, I just got off the phone with one of our managers and they're really excited about serving the community at large and getting back to work and having normalcy and letting this interruption be a thing of the past and moving forward. Um, I know my gratitude in the last 11 days is it makes me think of little moments that happened 17 years ago, 19 years ago in the kitchen at Von Rouge, uh, moments that give you clarity and happiness and direction of, you know, why you push forward and why you might make a dish a certain way or why you serve it or how you speak to someone about serving it. And it, it's those little practices of carrying on the craft 
and the profession uh, and just keep it going and uh, keep restaurants alive, keep communities alive and have fun while you're doing it. Well, that's, that's great stuff, man. So I just want to thank you again for joining us and sharing this wisdom with everybody out there. And uh, you keep fighting, Matt. And we'll grab a beer okay. on this thing's over with. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. That's it. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you today.